0: You're listening to Your Highest Self Podcast, episode 78. Today, I'm sitting down with Alex Godriga, and we are talking about inner child healing for personal and professional growth. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much for taking the time to invest in your mind and doing it with me today. If you're brand new to the show, welcome. My name is Shanae. I'm a spiritual mindset and success coach, and my obsession is helping you on your journey to your highest self. So if you are here because you're ready to heal your limiting beliefs, overcome perfectionism and self-doubt so you can really, truly, absolutely reach your highest potential in life and business, you're in the right place. This week, I have a very special guest. She is my friend. She is my client. Her name is Alex. She's amazing. I can't wait for you to meet her. And we're talking all things inner child healing. Alex is going to share how inner child healing has not only helped her personally, but professionally and how she's integrated it into working with her clients and what she's here to offer the world. Um, If you're new to Alex, if you've never met her or heard of her, she's a retired fitness and bikini pro with the love of food. She's authored three cookbooks and published hundreds of recipes on various platforms in the last decade. I have to tell you, I've also been to her house and she makes like the best snacks. Like she's so good with food. Um, She's also a wife and a conscious parent to a three-year-old who is her greatest teacher Her mission, what she's here currently in the world to do, is helping burnt-out women gain energy and balance their day-to-day through nourishing themselves with proper nutrition, movement, and self-care practices. She's also an avid reader, forever learner, and novice gardener, so you know why I love her. I'm really, really excited for you guys to listen to this episode today and If you have yet to hear any of our um, past inner child healing episodes, go ahead and take a moment to go back. I'm blanking on what episode numbers they were. I'm really sorry, but we'll have Um, some links down in the show notes. I've done two other inner child podcasts before, um, just so that you know what exactly that we're talking about so that you know, as we dive into um, today's topic, um, you're not like feeling left out. But I think you're gonna love this episode, especially if you are a coach, if you're a business owner, if you're a mom um, and you are here to further and like deepen your healing journey, inner child healing is like definitely where it's at. So before we get into today's episode, One thing that Alex and I forgot to mention is that she has a free gift for you guys. I'm so excited. She's offering 50% off of your first month of the Her Body Lifts training membership. Your discount code is HIGHEST. That's H-I-G-H-E-S-T in all caps at checkout. And we have that link down below for you in the show notes. I'm so excited. I'm signing up for her her membership. Um, She is an incredible personal trainer. She Just the way that she thinks about movement and making it functional, but also um, efficient and like optimized is awesome. And so I'm excited to do that. So if you want to do that, do it with me. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hey, Alex, welcome to the Your Highest Self podcast. We're so excited to have you here.
1: I'm excited to be here.
0: Yay. Um, would you mind telling the audience in case they're new to you? I know a lot of them are not, going, are not new to you, um, but in case they are, who are you and what do you do?
1: I am currently a wife. A mother and a I. Oh. <laughs> life, sorry, my cats. Come on, guys. <laughs> that kind of cat flipping around. Um, and I am a coach for women. I help uh, burnt out women get energy through nourishing their body through nutrition, movement, and self care practices.
0: I love that. What brought you there? What got you into working with self care and nourishing practices?
1: A personal journey. I realized the importance of it. Um, Mostly realized that importance when my son was born. I didn't realize I had already been doing some of those things prior to him, but more attention came to the need to keep that a part of my life and really incorporate it when he was born because I kind of put all of that to the side unknowingly and then found myself in a position where I just. You know, sort of felt a little lost. I think it's very normal for a new mom to feel um, sort of, I'm very caught up in new baby and momhood. And how do you find time for yourself without feeling the mom guilt? So around the six month postpartum mark was when I realized I had to figure some things out. So looking back at old habits and things that I did for myself that really nourished me, I really made an attempt to start to bring those back into my life and the difference that it made was substantial. So I started recommending that to other people and more people and more people. And now I'm integrating more of those practices into my life now and they do look different. I think especially right now with everything that's going on in the world. I think a lot of people have had to pull more resources out of their hat (laughs) as to like, how can I navigate things right now with what's available to me? So It's been a very valuable tool for myself and for clients.
0: I love that, which is like a perfect segue into the topic that I wanted to talk about with you today, which is inner child healing for our personal and professional growth. Um, I find it fascinating that having your baby is what sort of triggered your inner child healing um,
1: journey, so to speak. Um, Can you expand on that? Definitely. So I had done some sort of healing work on myself. Uh, prior to that. And a lot of the work that I did was in anticipation of having a child. So I wanted, I was already conscious of, you know, some uh, family patterns, family dynamics that I didn't feel worked for me, um, that I felt weren't, weren't behaviors that I wanted to bring into my family. And so I did a lot of work intentionally in preparation to become a mom. Um, And of course, whenever you're doing work, you think that you've like done all the work until something else happens. And you're like, just kidding. (laughs) There's this whole other area that I haven't explored yet. So again, I did a lot before, but I think much more was revealed to me of, you know, areas that I can work on things that I could give extra love and attention to. And now as my son has gotten older, more and more opportunities have continued to come up.
0: I love that. Can you give us an example of how you utilize inner child healing, how that like shows up for you in your rituals or perhaps, um, just any sort of like things that you do?
1: Definitely. Well, I try not to look for triggers, Um, but I've gotten a lot better at identifying them in the moments and sort of catching myself and stepping back and being like, okay, what's what's happening? Why am I responding this way? And because of that response, what can I offer myself to, you know, not I to say fix it, but make myself feel better so that I can navigate this situation in a better way, in a healthier way, um, or a way that's coming more from love and compassion for you know myself, but also my son or whatever situation that I'm in. I mean, it even works with my husband (laughs) and our dynamics, I think, especially as parents too, you know, we're different people now as parents than we were as a couple, when it was just him and I. So, you know, we can be very reactive and I grew up with a very reactive mom and I can see how that affected me and how I show up and how I speak up or don't speak up. And that was something that I really wanted to make sure that I fostered in my son, like his ability to speak up and share with me and be himself and not feel like he needs to adjust himself in order to please me or that it was, I was creating even just a safe environment for him to do that, Um, which ultimately means I'm creating that environment for myself first. So I can't do that for him if I'm not doing that for myself. And I think that that became very apparent in in all of the areas of my life where that made sense to do. So it's always going to come back to me. What do I need? How can I take care of myself? How can I give myself what, um, you know, either I can't get from somebody else or they just aren't at that capacity to be able to provide for me.
0: What were some other areas in life that kind of came up for you in, in regards to that?
1: Work, definitely my business. Mm -hmm, mm
0: mm-hmm let's talk about that because that's like something that not a lot of people talk about
1: (laughs) (laughs) and you wouldn't think that it would show up there
0: right why not it's business like so many of my clients are like well that's not my personal life that's business and I'm like well what does your personal life and your business have in common you (laughs) you of course is going to show up there (laughs)
1: Um, that was, I mean, I I'm still exploring that. I feel like there's, there's lots more that I can dig into and plan to dig into because as I started to really just look at those, those different areas of, of a, just showing up as a w- wounded child, um, in my business, um, how I view myself, my worth, um, my expectations of myself in how I show up in my business, um, the pressure that I put on myself the guilt that I put on myself when I don't follow through with something or don't show up in the way that I said I was going to, sort of the judgment, lots of judgment, lots of judgment. And in doing the inner child work, I can really see where that stems from. Like, why do I have this habit now of doing that, of judging myself? Where did that come from? And it is a lot of you know, conversations that my parents had with me when I was younger. Um, Self-doubt comes in from conversations that they had with me at a very young age that sort of instilled that maybe I should question my decisions and what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. Maybe that isn't the right decision because somebody else is telling me that they don't think it is. So that's just one area. Um, Another one is I have a lot of money issues Issues. I don't like calling them issues, but you know what I mean? <laughs>
0: They're like, what's another word?
1: Opportunities.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> Lots of opportunities to look at money and how I view making money, my worth around making money, um, how I value myself and my time and what I know and my, the information that I'm sharing with clients. It's taken me a long time to like increase my rates because I didn't, think I was valuable enough to do that. Um, I had preconceived notions around what success meant, both on a positive note and then the negative associated with that of if I become more successful, I'm not going to be able to handle it. I won't have the resources to handle it. It's going to get too big for me. I'm only one person. You know, there were lots of areas just around money and success that came up. And again, really stemming back to like early conversations or watching how my parents were with their finances and sort of having a a scarcity mindset around that.
0: Oh gosh, I'm loving everything that you're saying. Um, For people out there who are like, how did you figure that out? Um, When was the moment that you realized that your wounded inner child was showing up in your business?
1: Oh, that's a really good one. It might have actually been around money and success. Um. I think that was my first glimpse. You'd think it actually would have been like my, um, myself down in judgment, but it wasn't. That came later. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> yes. It was having conversations with my dad about, making money and like finding a job and a career that success at at my, at the young age of having these conversations, success was making a living, providing for yourself and your family. Success wasn't doing something that you love or that you're passionate about. It was like this numerical value that represented, you know, how you lived the lifestyle that you had, even though I never, that wasn't mirrored to me like being successful and like, we have these nice things and we can pay for things. Um, so that was my first realization. And, and I remember very specific conversation around that happening and like literally crushed dreams <laughs> in retrospect. I mean, I remember feeling it in the moment of like feeling very disheartened by the conversation of like, I'm, I came to him for support and like, was excited about this. And he basically was like, mm, I don't know if that's a good idea. Like, you're not going to be able to make money off of that. This doesn't make sense. You should really try to get for something that's, you know, will provide X, Y, and Z. And I like completely shifted the direction. I completely I sh- changed my major in school. <laughs> like completely shifted what I was doing because I was, I was told that it wasn't going to be make me successful. mm
0: mm-hmm. But you clearly did a full circle turnaround and you did come
1: back to it. Kind of. I was actually going to be an art major. Ah <laughs> no. I had no idea. Mm-hmm.
0: Originally. So what but, did you end up, just out of curiosity, what did you end up going to instead?
1: Well, this ended up being the full circle, is I went to college to be an elementary teacher. hmm. And then I started personal training to get me through college because it had flexible hours, and I was always in the gym, anyways. <laughs> and the owner of the gym always would see me, and he was like, "You should just work here. You're here all the time." And I was like, "You're right." And that was a really long time ago. That was um, sixteen years ago.
0: Wow! Oh my gosh. Okay, like things are like starting to piece together. That makes so much sense. Like I can
1: also I teach really big kids. <laughs>
0: Yeah, exactly. But you teach the little kids inside of the big kids. I love that. I love that. So, um, your dad had said something, put you on a totally different trajectory, but I was just having this conversation with someone yesterday. Things will always happen and unfold as they need to. We'll always get what we need. So you were like brought back to your passion and, and coaching. and, And now it's like all full circle of, um, of now what you're doing. Um, I'd love to know, like when you discovered like, wow, the money, the success, I'm, I'm really operating my business from my wounded inner child. Um, and you, you know, look at the, the triggers, the opportunities, what happened next? Cause I think this is the part where people get really stuck where they're like, well, I have all this awareness. You know, a lot of times I, I get DMS from so many of our listeners and they have the awareness they know but then they get stuck on the how so could you give us a couple tips on like you know how did you navigate that that's
1: a great question because i still you know still will get stuck up on the on the how that's still gonna be there that's definitely like a, that's an area of of uh, opportunity for a long time i think because it it crosses so many it crosses every area for me at least it's like well what do i do how do i do that <laughs>
0: Well, I think that's an answer, you guys. Guess what?
1: There is no how. (laughs) Spoiler alert. I think for me, the biggest thing was just taking action on something. Like not, I can still think about how and wonder about how and like sort of have that in the back of my mind. Um, It's not quite as heavy and like as prominent as it was before, because in the past, the how would just freeze me and then I would do nothing. And i like, well, I don't know how. So I, I don't even know where to start. Whereas now I just start. Even if I don't know what the next step is, I do one thing that I know is part of the process that like this obviously is a piece of the puzzle that I'm gonna have to do, do that. And then I look at the next one. Maybe now I have like the first three planned out because <laughs> I'm learning as I go. Um, but in terms of like operating my business, like the back end of my business, that made a big difference of like, well, okay, well, these are things. You know, it's making lists. I don't know how I'm going to get this list done, but I made the list. (laughs) I got organized. That made a huge difference. Um, Just really laying out all of the pieces of the stuff that I didn't feel good at and that I wasn't confident in doing. Because from there, then I figured out, okay, of all of these, especially the back-end stuff, like the logistical stuff and like the programs that you use and the stuff that I don't want to do and I'm not good at. Like, I want to coach people. I don't want to do any of this stuff but I have to. So like, this is all the stuff. And then who can I get and hire to do the stuff that we don't have to do it? I don't have to worry about how I just tell them what I need and they figure out the, how Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Taking that first step of like, just get organized and see what there is to do. That's, that's really
0: a really good point. And I hope everyone actually writes this down as taking action. Because right? a lot of times we get so stuck in our minds of how do I fix this that then we get overwhelmed and we don't do anything. But with every small step of action, we actually gain like more clarity and confidence along the way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So what's become possible for you now? Like what it has the external shift look like by making the internal shift of dedicating this time and energy towards healing your inner child and giving her love and showing, uh, showing, or I guess not showing, but just really acknowledging the ways in which she was looking for that acceptance. Um, and you know, she worked through it. You gave her that love and acknowledgement. What has become possible externally?
1: Um, I actually just had a really cool aha aha moment.
0: Oh, share. share. Um,
1: so Quick short answer. And then I'll leave around to the aha moment is, um, I just give myself more time. Like just more time. Like I want to grow a business that's going to be around for a long time. So why am I trying to like do it all right now? Mm. (laughs) What's the pressure? I probably think that (laughs) is because my mom's a very late person. And I mean like late, like late to the point where my gymnastics coaches when I was little would tell me to tell my mom an hour earlier for everything because then I would show up on time, an hour. We were always rushing. She was always stressing. Like we gotta get there now. We have to hurry up. There isn't enough time. Why are you taking so long? And I grew up with that. Now I'm like early for everything because I have this like. (laughs) The trauma. It is. It is. A little fun. I'm like, we gotta go. And my husband's like, "Why? It's preschool. Like, we're gonna be ten minutes late. It's fine. It's not like he's missing something important." Is this the aha moment you just had? Yeah. Wow. This is why I rush all the time, and I feel rushed and like this sense of urgency in so many things. Mm.
0: Look at that! Look at that! You guys, she just literally had an aha moment on inner child healing while talk about inner child healing. So meta. Oh, that's great. I love that. I love when like we just get these like little aha moments. I had one myself last weekend when I was like, I'm addicted to effort. Oh my God. And it just like clicked for me. And I was like, why am I addicted to effort? Where did this come from? And my coach helped me like, you know, break it out of me and see. And it turned out I don't want to feel sadness And we always preach what we need. I'm always talking about how we should feel our feelings. You know, it's like what I do for my clients. Like, let me hold space for you to be in this. But then am I holding space for myself? Am I holding space for my own inner child?
1: That one was with me too. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. That's awesome. So, you just had that realization. And then the fact that by doing this work, you've just been able to like give yourself more time and more ease. And I mean, talking to all the moms out there, like you're doing a million jobs.
1: Yes. And they're always pulling you in opposite directions. It feels like at least. <laughs> Mm-hmm. hmm hmm
0: And there, there like is no rush. And I think for anybody who is starting a new business, anybody who wants to be a coach, who wants to break into fitness and coaching, nutrition, coaching, life coaching, um, be aware that a lot of the programs that people are selling of like, make six figures in six months, launch your coaching program in 90 days, be fully booked out in, in, you know, four weeks, like, all of that plays on this wound of urgency that I think we all have, no matter what your childhood was like.
1: And I've done one of those courses before. Oh, you did? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I invested, you know, a good amount of money in. How did that pan out? I mean, it was great information. Uh-huh. The logistics that, that they provided, like again, all the information was great, but I did, wasn't in a place where I could apply any of it. Mm. now but and I still have it but (laughs) you know I wasn't I took it in and was and then just got overwhelmed Mm -hmm. I can't do all of this right now Mm -hmm. where do I start how Mm -hmm. how do I do this even though it was like laid out it still logistically wasn't something that I could just jump right into and do
0: Mm -hmm. I'm glad you brought that up something that doesn't get talked about enough is the foundation of the inner work so that you can then do all of these external things that you want um unless you're someone like Alex and I who come from a competing background where we're very used to forcing ourselves to do things um it often can be so easy to do all the doing but then but then what you know then what how does um how did that show up for you when you took that course
1: it was a mixed bag because I went to it like, this is what I need. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I'm making the investment in myself, which was also a big step. Mm-hmm. And I started doing it and immediately just shut down. Again, great information And I was like, how am I going to have the time to do all of this? How am I going to have, I just invested the money here. I'm going to need to pay for more things. Um, it didn't, it didn't address me. It addressed the logistics of the business, which obviously is important, but that turns out that wasn't what I needed. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was what you needed because without having done that, you wouldn't have realized what you really needed. Mm
1: -hmm. Opportunities. Afterwards to be like, that's why that didn't work. Because then what followed was guilt and judgment of myself of why did you invest again why did you think that you could do this? You know, that, that whole story then continued on of like, well, you don't follow through with things. And it just actually, and brought me into a worse position because then there was guilt. I had to admit to my husband that like, I spent all this money and like, didn't have anything to show for it.
0: (laughs) It didn't work out. Yeah. (laughs) Um, bringing that like full circle with the amount of awareness and the amount of healing that you've done now. um, What would be your advice for like new coaches advice for people who really feel like they're meant for more? Um, You and I are very similar. We have this innate feeling that like we have a legacy and we have a purpose to fulfill. Right. And it's like you can't like not everyone gets it. But if you also feel it. You get it. And I know a lot of listeners feel like that. They feel like they're meant to help people and that they're meant for more than what they're doing now. Maybe they're working at a corporate job. Maybe they're um, still going through school. Maybe they just left a relationship that was like, you know, really um, um, like not great for them. And so they're really finding themselves. What would be your advice for those people?
1: You can do the work.
0: Do the work. Who does that sound like you guys? Me.
1: (laughs) Which obviously can take many shapes and forms. It could be as simple as like you're journaling every day and bringing some sort of awareness to yourself and your thoughts and your behaviors. Um, It could mean hiring a coach, which I would recommend to everybody. (laughs) Any kind of coach. (laughs) I don't care where we start. Just start somewhere. (laughs) Um, But having the help. Like we just need help. I think everybody needs help and it even, even having all the awareness that you might have and like being able to look at yourself, see yourself for who you really are, um, having that support. I mean, even if the person is not like coaching you, just having that support, that container, that space to be held for you as you go through the work and you do, you know, whether you're healing yourself or not. um, I think that's important. And I don't feel like Yes, spouses and significant others are obviously going to play a role in that, but that's not their job, and I don't think it should be. I think having outside help is a way better idea your significant other.
0: You know, I leaned on mine a lot, too much, and uh, I really learned a lot from that. And yeah, I've been through all of that. Um, Do the work, you guys do the work. Um, There was something else that I was going to bring up, but I'm having a brain fart around. Um, But kind of bringing it back to inner child healing. Do you think that is the root
1: of everything?
0: of someone who is feeling as if they can't show up for themselves or someone who's feeling a lot of guilt someone who is um perhaps self-sabotaging themselves a lot what do you think the root of all of all of that is or do you feel like inner child and healing inner child healing is one of the roots the, the, root. the root okay cool the, the one big root
1: <laughs> yes absolutely
0: I think it is too. And I always like hesitate to tell people that because I don't want to feel like I know all the answers, but for when you have done the work, it is so life-changing.
1: And all of our stories started a very long time ago.
0: Yeah. And it also is like not even from your own childhood. It's the mother wound. It's the father wound. It's what's been passed down, right? So it's like your, whatever your mom went through to put her in a position to have all those patterns that then she passed on to you. So it's like not even about your own childhood, but all of the ancestors and conditionings and traumas and patterns that were just handed
1: down generation after generation after generation. Mm -hmm. Which is interesting that you say that because I have um, an aunt, and she's my mom's sister, and her she's doing the work too, um, and she has been like my go-to for just all, like a lot of great conversations and getting clarity because because she's doing the work and I can see that genera- generational trauma, and I can now actually look at my mom more with more compassion in her behavior and in her, who she is um, with less judgment and less like we also had some like shame and guilt around her being my mom and having my aunt and being able to have those conversations with her of, like she's she knows what i'm talking about <laughs> she witnessed it with my grandma with her mom and really just being able to see those patterns and how they've like trickled down um, it also just took like a lot of pressure off of myself. I was like, oh, it isn't my fault. <laughs> it's not their fault, you know, but this is just the unconscious patterns that, yeah, they do get passed on. It makes sense why my mom was the way that she was based off of how my grandma was with her and her mom. Luckily, like I was around still when my great grandma was around and I, I, all I know are the stories that were told and even just from the stories, I was like, it makes so much sense. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, I want want to stop that. I want to like bring in my own, pass on my own lessons and patterns. Hopefully that are better to myself. 100%.
0: I agree. I feel the same way, which is like one of the reasons why I've been um, like not jumping into getting pregnant because there's so much healing that I want to do. There's so much healing that is still yet to be done in regards to generational trauma, the mother wound, the father wound. And I mean, two years ago, if I had had a baby, then I would, that baby would have been born to fill my void and what a burden to put on a child before they've even been brought into this earth. And I think that for our generation, because we have so much more awareness and and we have more tools, right? Therapy is so much more available. I mean, look at the Instagram therapists. I've learned so much from them. Um, and I think that this generation is the generation to heal so that we don't pass on the wounds. And then, then um, our children can then uh, lead our collective um, from a much more conscious place. Right. I'm like obsessed with conscious parenting and I don't even have a baby.
1: (laughs) There's so many great resources now. It's like wonderful.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause like you can do the inner child healing on yourself and see how it correlates with your business, your professional growth, your personal growth, your relationships, right? Like inner child healing goes all the way back to why you're not giving yourself the space to date why you don't think you're worthy of dating, why you don't think you're worthy of buying an apartment, like why you don't think you're worthy of launching a business or launching a podcast. I mean, it's all tied to those programmings. And if you've been listening to this and you have no idea what I'm talking about, go and listen to the past Inner Child Healing episodes um, to give you like a good like base. But basically from the time we're zero to seven, we are little tiny sponges and we are just – absorbing all of the conditionings and the patterns and the belief systems that our that our parents have or like the people around us have and we're also born into certain belief systems and values and so all of that just uh becomes our subconscious which then becomes that unconscious that we've been talking about where we just like operate on autopilot um and so yeah a lot of the stuff that you do can just be traced all the way back to that and so not only does it help in our personal and our professional. But then when you have a baby, like how Alex was saying in the very beginning, they become such a mirror for you.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: yeah. I just recently learned, I was like watching this mom. I'm like obsessed with this Instagram account called Sweet Home Montessori. And she was letting her, her child play. And she was like, I'm not jumping in to help or to fix her. And I was like, oh my God, I would have fixed it. I would have been like this is how you do it. I would have been cheering her on and being like, yeah, you did it. And in that positive parenting that I thought I would be doing, I'm actually facilitating like different limiting beliefs within this like little 2-year-old baby.
1: Insane. Yeah. But it's it's really interesting to see how automatic it is.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That that's your your first reaction would be to do that. Mhm. And I see this a lot in my in-laws mm. and i like, oh, don't say that. Just like I say, we don't, I don't tell him that he's okay. Oh, very conscious. Like he hurts himself or he's upset or he gets scared. I don't say you're okay. You're okay. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It's not, he's clearly upset. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Or I just acknowledge, like, I see that you're upset.
0: Yeah.
1: You don't say you're okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's so hard. The amount of times I have to catch myself, I don't say it. Well, I'll say it and be like, oh, no, no, you're not okay. Clearly, (laughs) what's the matter?
0: Man, that's going to be a journey.
1: It it was huge because I was constantly, like my first, for example, my first guided inner child meditation, Mm -hmm. what I felt like I needed to say to my inner child in seeing her Mm -hmm. was that your feelings are valid and true. Mm -hmm. And that just rings true for everything for like my whole life. Mm -hmm. I've always, um, you know, either pushing down my feelings, whatever I was feeling, saying, no, it's really not that big of a deal. You're fine. Yeah, you're upset, but you shouldn't be upset or, you know, whatever I said to myself to dismiss my feelings. And so I'm just very conscious of, and I'm still doing that work on myself now, um, giving my, myself the space to feel all the feelings, which is hard when you have, you know, 30 years of like, it's fine, <laughs> you're fine. <laughs> Just keep going. Um, but really giving my, that space to my son. And, but that it's very triggering because I didn't have that space given to me. And so lots of opportunities to practice. Oh.
0: Thank you. I want to acknowledge you for doing the work, for for seeing yourself, for hearing yourself, for validating your feelings, because in doing that work, you have helped so many women see and hear and validate themselves and nourish themselves. I mean, if you think about all of the clients that you've impacted and the, the ones that you continue to impact with your Instagram and how you show up. And the model that you're being, like the role model that you're being, your ripple effect is palpable. Hmm. (laughs) Yeah, right in the wave. Yeah. I love inner child healing. I mean, it's just my favorite. Um, Alex was in the mastermind last year. It's like all we talked about really, like on our one-on-one calls, anytime something was happening where it's like, God, I'm so scared of this launch or gosh, I'm, can't hire someone or like, God, I'm so overwhelmed. There's so many things I want to do. And I, I don't have the time or space to do any of it. Always came back to inner child. Well, is there anything else that you would like to tell our listeners before I ask you our very last question?
1: I mean, I feel like we, we touched on like the big theme of just doing the work and showing up for yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm Show up for yourself.
0: Mm -hmm. Show up for yourself. And you ask, if you're asking us how, then you need to ask better questions.
1: (laughs) Where do I start?
0: Exactly. Where do I start? One thing at a time. Start with journaling. Start with a morning routine. Start with something that is very easy and doable for you. And don't get overwhelmed by all of it.
1: Great. Yeah. I have to say for for clients who are just starting off, and I talk about morning routine a lot because it's made probably one of the biggest differences for me. And mm-hmm. is, you know, I have my list of things that I like to do in the morning, mm-hmm. and on an ideal, perfect morning, which like happens like every once in a while, um, I can do all of the things on the list. But like again, that doesn't happen very often because somebody wakes up early, or like you know something happens where I have that one thing that gives me like the greatest return on investment of time. Like, so like, what's the one thing? And for me, it's journaling. What's the one thing that I can do in the morning when I only have a little bit of time that will allow me to pause and just be conscious and be with myself? And that's journaling. And But I got really hung up on that in the beginning. I was like, I have to do my whole morning routine. And then I would get really upset when somebody interrupted it or I couldn't complete it. And then I had this like guilt that came from like, you said you were going to do the whole morning routine and then you didn't do it. And I would tell myself, well, I'll just finish later. And then I wouldn't. And and then I was like, this is this is defeating the purpose of the morning routine.
0: (laughs) Perfectionism at its finest.
1: (laughs) Great. You don't have to do any of the. You don't have to do any of these things. That's a great message too. You don't have to do any of it. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. Take a break. So now I have just more grace for myself around my morning routine, like mm-hmm. what I want to use it for. Oh, my dog just walked in. Um, this is what I want to use it for. This is what I know it does for me. And if I can't make it happen, that's fine. That's it. End of story. And I take the weekends off. If I feel like doing it on the weekend, I do, but I also love sleeping. And if I want to have a morning routine, I have to do it before everybody else wakes up or else it's impossible. <laughs> so, now I just officially give myself off the weekends. And if I happen to find time to journal, then I do. And if I don't, I do. not Yeah. That's so important. Then I just pick up where I left off and there's not another thought about it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: If you're telling yourself you need to do all of it, then you have a toxic relationship with your morning routine. Mm -hmm. Something to look into an opportunity how do I
1: turn this great tool into like another thing? <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: Um, so before I ask you the last question though, um, can you tell us where can we find you, uh, hang out with you and then, um, how can we work with you? Who do you work with and how can
1: we work with you in the future? Definitely. Well, you can look at my website, herbodysolutions.com solutions.com. I share all about my services and what I offer, which I'll get into in a sec. It's also a great source for recipes. Um, I recently rebranded. Originally, I was um, really into the cooking side of things because obviously I deal with nutrition and food. And um, I have a few cookbooks on there, but a lot of great recipes. So resources are on there too. If you like food and want inspiration ideas, Um, there's a lot of them on the website. And then I mostly hang out on Instagram at AlexFitMama. And I share you know personal life, You can see my boys, my dogs, my garden, all the things that I like to do for me in my stories. Um, And then in my feed is a little bit more about how I work with clients and the areas of movement, nutrition, and self-care. And then how I work with clients is I just started my my season two of the Nourish Her Body course, which is going great. I have an awesome group of ladies um, who I'm really excited about. So we're embarking on our six month journey together And we're just talking about all the ways that we can nourish ourselves. And each month has a different theme that we go into to help them take care of themselves. And then I have my new training app. (gasps) I keep forgetting to talk about it because it's so new. Uh, Her Body Lifts is a training app that is a monthly membership. And you get three total body workouts a month and two like fun optional extra days that change every month. And it's all live, not live, but demo videos for myself. There's like two-way messaging. So you can message me if you have questions or want check-ins. There's ways to keep check-ins on there and like track weights and progress and things like that. And that just launched this month. Congratulations. I'm very excited. <laughs> It's so hard creating programs for people when you're using other people's videos. So what started last year as like a very different project um, turned into this and it's already become like a, such a great resource for current clients. And I hope it to be very helpful for anybody who's interested in following a structured resistance training program.
0: Yes. And I a hundred percent vouch for Alex, you guys like science-based programming. She's been a personal trainer for what, over a decade? Yeah, like well over a decade. We've known each other since when? It's probably, when did we meet? Five years? Four. Four years? Oh my goodness, time goes by so quickly. Um, We met through competing um, and I was a guest on her podcast, um, which you can also check out. Is it on your website? There's a whole podcast page
1: with all of my podcasts on there.
0: Yay. I love that. Um, so yeah, check it out. I'm also going to sign up for the workouts because no one likes to program
1: for themselves. I actually follow somebody else's for that reason, except I'll probably be doing mine now because I really like how I put them together. (laughs)
0: Yeah. 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 And three times a week, like, come on, we can do that. And that's all that's really necessary. Um, we don't need to be like training six times a week.
1: Please don't No, not good for our bodies long-term. Yep. It's very straightforward. Again, demo videos for everything. So, so exciting. Yay.
0: And then last but not least, the question that I always end on is what does it mean for you to be your highest self?
1: Such a good question. I knew you were going to ask this and I thought about it a lot. And I was like, I'm not going to like pre-make up (laughs) an (laughs) answer. I'm going to wing it. Um, And I really think it is just showing up for yourself, because that you know, spills over into everything. And showing up yourself could mean taking action every day and doing the things you say you're going to do, but it also means laying in bed and doing nothing when that's what you need to do. we Going to be doing more of this year.
0: <laughs> yes,
1: I am. It's
0: like do nothing. Note to self: do nothing. Like literally. Yes. Really yes. <laughs> I'm a huge proponent of rest. I love resting. <laughs> Alex, go
1: ahead. Well, I can do it guilt-free.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a whole, that's a whole another podcast that we can go into is uh, learning how to uh, not feel guilty and allowing ourselves a break. That's been my journey. Um, Alex, thank you. So much for your time, for your energy, for nourishing my audience with your essence. Um, Again, I just want to acknowledge you for how far you've come and how you continue to show up for yourself. And you inspire me every single day with your commitment to your family, your commitment to yourself. It's beautiful to see and um if there's anybody out there who's also a mom and you're struggling to juggle all of the things make sure you follow Alex and just like be in her presence she's so warm she's so inviting if you're watching on YouTube you can see her beautiful face um and um just with who you be I know you're inspiring so many people so thank you for doing the work and for continuing to show up for yourself um I love you if you guys like this episode um, make sure you take a screenshot post on your stories and tag us Alex is at Alex Fit Mama and I'm at Shanae Momoko and share with us your biggest insights we'd be so excited to have a combo with you um, about inner child healing and whatever else you want to talk about Um, I'll see you guys here next week same time same place don't forget to be your highest self bye for now